All right, if you have your Bibles, you may open them up to Psalm 111. Um, If you do not have your Bibles, it'll be behind me on the screen. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight um, in them. Full of splendor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He he's provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. May God bless the reading of his word. Um, This week I decided to do something a little bit different. Um, We're having a Thanksgiving week, for example. Um, And so you might get a Thanksgiving sermon today and a Thanksgiving sermon next week. But you can never have too much thanks, (laughs) I think. Um, It's always good to be reminded of things that we can be thankful for and things that we can praise God over in our lives. Um, something that I really appreciated about those hymns is that uh, that was the focus, is this thankfulness that we can have over everything in life, not just specific things. Um, so it's with this, though, I wanted to, if I'm going to be preaching a Thanksgiving sermon, <laughs> then it has to be one that's based on foundations, I think. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about this. For everything in our lives, we have a foundation. When it comes to the way we think, the way we live, and even our emotions, These foundations are often tested most when hard times happen. When we consider recent events in the news, the shootings in Las Vegas and Texas, or when we hear about these atrocious acts of sexual scandals that are happening all across the nation, we can begin to see our own foundations being tested. How do we respond to evil, to sorrow, to pain, to suffering? Do we have a strong foundation? Now, all of this, it makes me think of something that we read not too long ago. It was about uh, maybe three, four weeks ago. And it comes from the book of Job. Now, after Job had been told all of the events which had struck him and his family, we are told his reaction. And it is, Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and fell on the ground and worshipped. Then he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave... And the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job's reaction here gives us evidence of something about him. And that is what his foundation is. When he was confronted with tragedy. And when great sorrow occurred in his life. The end result was not him being shaken. But instead his staying firmly entrenched on what he had known. His foundation, in the end, held true despite the sorrow. From Job, I think there are two lessons to be made. The first one deals with verse 20. We notice Job clearly was sorrowful over all that had occurred. He showed all the signs of sorrow, of suffering. He tore his robe, shaved his head, fell down on the ground. In all of these things, we see a man who is clearly in agony. 
He experiences the pain of all that has occurred and feels all the tensions of the sorrows which we all feel. Yet even though he experiences the sorrow, and even though he is in mourning, what does it also say he does? It says he worshipped. I think very often we can get into this state of mind that when we are in sorrow, or when we are in grief, or when things around us in the world are happening that are atrocious, that we are unable to be thankful in such times. We can have this assumption that we or others around us can't have gratitude or thanksgiving during tumultuous times in our life. Maybe it is because we feel that if we show thanksgiving or have thanksgiving, then it will negate the feelings that we are having. Maybe it makes us feel hypocritical. How can I give thanks or have thanks in my heart when my heart is breaking? How can I have thanks When my heart is scarred and my emotions are full of pain. In Job, though, we have an example of an individual who is able to show thankfulness despite the sorrow which he has encountered. He is able to worship God despite everything that has occurred. From Job, we may very well learn that it is all right to feel the emotions of pain and sorrow while at the same time being able to be thankful. Um, that it is not hypocritical to feel sorrow while at the same time, with somewhat conflicting emotions, be thankful as well. In other words, it is all right to feel pain. Being thankful does not negate the pain which we feel, whether it is emotional, physical, psychological, or spiritual. Job shows us that it is possible and that it is all right to feel such a way. But at the same time, He shows us that there is a possible hope for thankfulness even in our sorrow and even in our pain that we are experiencing at the time. Now this leads us back to the original thing I was talking about and that is on our foundations. Job, as we can see, had a foundation which was strong enough to allow two things. The first was it was strong enough to shoulder his sorrow. He didn't have to hide his sorrow. He was able to express it, and it was all right. The second was that it was strong enough to cause him to have thankfulness despite the tremendous sorrow he was experiencing. What kind of a foundation would allow him to have this kind of a reaction? What kind of foundation could he have that would allow him to both express his grief as well as his thankfulness? The answer is found in what he says. Naked I came from my mother's womb. Naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God. God was his foundation. Because Job had his foundation on God, he was able to have both sorrow and joy at the same time, knowing that God would be able to bear both. What allowed him to grieve so openly was his acknowledgement that sorrow had occurred And he had every right to express the sorrow. What allowed him to express thankfulness is his knowing God. He knew who God was, how God had given so much, and how in the end it was God's to take away as well. Knowing God so personally allowed him to be thankful. Our foundation can be no less, and thankfully it is no less. I want us to look back on some verses that we looked at last week. Um, Consider what we read. 
And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What do we notice from these verses? What is the common theme found in each verse? Well, the first one should stick out right away, and that is Jesus is mentioned in every verse. In verse 15, it is the peace of Christ. In verse 16, it is the word of Christ. In 17, it is everything is to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. Jesus, then, is the foundation for these verses. He is the foundation of our peace, the foundation of our knowledge of God through his word, and ultimately, the foundation for our entire lives. Yet along with each mention of Christ, there is also one final thought added to each verse. In verse 15, it ends with, and be thankful. In verse 16, it ends with, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. In verse 17, it says, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In each case, thankfulness is to be found in Christ. He is the one where our thankfulness dwells. It dwells in him because of all that he has accomplished. Thus, when we consider our foundations, Christ must be that foundation. It is through Christ we know God, and it is through Christ we are able to live our lives for the glory of God. Thus, he is our foundation for our lives, and he is the foundation for our thankfulness. When we consider our circumstances in this life, we will be bombarded by sorrows of all different kinds. In the midst of these sorrows, it can be hard for us to be able to find our thanksgiving. It can be hard for us to be able to turn toward God in thanks when so much can go wrong. Each and every one of us has experienced sorrows, and each of us knows just how hard it is to continue forward when such sorrows invade our hearts. Yet there is hope, for in our sorrows we are able to give thanks. We are able to give thanks because we know God. Our God has revealed himself through Jesus Christ and has promised to wipe away every tear from our eyes. He has promised, and we know that the promise is sure. Thus, in Christ, that promise has begun to be fulfilled through Christ um, with God here and now. As we remember during Christmas, what's Jesus' name? Emmanuel, God with us. Likewise, we know of other attributes of God. We know that God has graced each and every one of us. We have each experienced grace upon grace in this life, even when we are unaware when we have been graced. Sometimes we do not even realize the graces which are around us at all times. When we consider the grace of life itself, the grace of being able to understand the world in a new light or at all, the grace of being able to love, be loved, to know, to know each other, the community of believers which are brought together. Yes, so much grace has been given. Thus, I and you, we all, can give thanks for there is grace given to us daily. Then when we consider his goodness, to me his goodness um, has really helped me keep going in the last few weeks. As we've encountered our own loss and our own sorrow, and as it has been compounded by so many things, for me personally, the goodness of God has kept me going. I know how good itself comes from God. 
As such, I know that whatever sorrow I have been given today has a purpose. I may not understand it today. I may not even understand it in my lifetime. But I know that God is good, and as such, I know that he is able to bring about good from even the darkest of places. Thus, I, you and I, we can give thanks even in our darkest nights. This, of course, calls me to think about his sovereignty. Our God is not just a good deity who fights with other deities. He, simply, um, he isn't simply good, but he is also a good sovereign. He is a king worthy of service. He is a king who is good, one who is worshipped and loving. And it's not hard to do, because I know that he moves the course of history toward goodness. As such, this causes me, you and I, we, to give thanks to him for his sovereignty and his might. Finally, all of these things are seen in one event, and that is the cross of Christ. In the cross, we find all his grace, his goodness, his sovereignty, and even his love. For in the cross of Christ, all these things are made known to us. We are given the foundation of his grace through the cross. We are given the foundation of his goodness in the cross. We are given the foundation of his sovereignty in the cross. For in the cross, the sovereign God has defeated all other powers. Yes, it is fitting for Paul and Timothy to write about Jesus and thankfulness in the same breath. For Jesus is the one on whom our foundation rests. In Jesus, I find the perfect source of true delight. In Jesus, I find the salvation from my sins. In Jesus, I find the greatest of joys. In Jesus, though, I also find the greatest of my sorrows. For it was my sin which nailed my beloved Jesus to the cross. And on that cross, all the while taking away my shame, my guilt, my sorrow with him. So in this life, I know that things will happen. I know that sorrow will happen aplenty. There will be times when the question of why wants to raise its head. There will be times when all the powers of darkness come against me and my thoughts and try to take away my thankfulness. They will say to me, you have nothing to be thankful for. Look at your situation. Look at your sorrow. Curse God and die, like Job's wife told him to do. I know that this is what they say because this is always what happens Every circumstance which thankfulness is thought to be destroyed. You know, I'm thankful for my wife. Yet there are times when she makes a mistake. Believe it or not. How quickly do they come on those thoughts of failure or weakness of my wife and they say, Why be thankful for her? She brings nothing but sorrow and misunderstanding. She burns cakes way too easily. Two in one day. Don't tell her I told you that. Don't be thankful for her. Isn't that the way it is? When something bad happens, darkness immediately wants to take away any recollection of good which has transpired. Not just with our spouses, but with our friends, our family, our possessions. As soon as something breaks, it was always broken, wasn't it? As soon as a relationship is in pain, it was always in pain. So what will keep me thankful during this? What will allow me to have thanks while at the same time pain? The answer is still Jesus. For in him is my foundation. And in him I know what I know about my God. And I know that my God is good. My dear family, this week 
we celebrate Thanksgiving. My hope is that you would know that if you're in Christ, you have the greatest reason to be thankful. For while the world is wasting away, Jesus is yours, and he's mine, and he is forever. As such, cling to Jesus. For in him all the hopes that we have dwell, and in him we find one who bears both of our sorrows and our thanksgivings. For he has taken our sorrows, and he has given us a reason to be thankful even in our darkest hours. So rejoice in thanksgiving. Have thankful hearts to God for all the ways he has blessed you in this life, for your family, your friends, even your time of rest. Be thankful for all of these things. And above all, be thankful for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, for he is our foundation, and upon him we will never, ever be moved. I told you it was a short one today. <laughs> um, but I wanted to finish with something. Um, you know what, I began the sermon with a, with a psalm, Psalm 111. And during the sermon, I talked about Colossians. And in that, I didn't talk about the fact that Paul and Timothy tell us that in our services we're to have hymns and psalms and spiritual songs. Um, And so I wanted to end it, though, with lyrics from a song because I think it's fitting for this week. It's fitting for everything I just talked about, about sorrow and grief and also being able to be thankful even in our sorrow and grief, and it's okay. Um, And this comes from Andrew Peterson, though. And I'll be honest, if there's any singer-songwriter of the modern age who can make me fall down and cry, (laughs) it's Andrew Peterson. His lyrics are just so powerful to me, um, and they hit me right where I'm at almost every time I hear them. Um, I don't know if I'm going to break out into song or not. I'm going to start by reading, and if I start singing, I apologize for my awful voice. But let's, uh, let's hear what this says. Can't you feel it in your bones? Something isn't right here. Something that you've always known, but you don't know why. Because every time the sun goes down, we face another night here, waiting for the world to spin around just to survive. But when you see the morning sun burning through a silver mist, don't you want to thank someone? Don't you want to thank someone for this? Don't you ever wonder why, in spite of all that's wrong here, There's still so much that goes so right, and beauty abounds. Because sometimes when you walk outside, the air is full of song here. The thunder rolls and the baby sighs, and the rain comes down. And when you see the spring has come, and it warms you like a mother's kiss, don't you want to thank someone? Don't you want to thank someone for this? I used to be a little boy, as golden as the sunrise, breaking over Illinois, with the corn that was tall. Yeah, but every little boy grows up, and he's haunted by the heart that died, longing for the world that was before the fall. Oh, but then forgiveness comes, a grace that I cannot resist, and I just want to thank someone. I just want to thank someone for this. Now I can see the world is charged. It's glimmering with promises, written in a script of stars dripping from the prophet's lips. But still my thirst is never slaked. I am hounded by a restlessness, eaten by this endless ache. But still, I will give thanks for this. 
because I can see it in the seas of wheat. I can feel it in the horse's run. It's howling in the snowy peaks. It's blazing in the midnight sun. Just behind a veil of wind, a million angels waiting in the wings, a swirling storm of cherubim making ready for the reckoning. Oh, how long, how long? Oh, sing on, sing on. And when the world is new again, and the children of the king are ancient in their youth again, maybe it's a better thing, a better thing, to be more than merely innocent, but to be broken than redeemed by love. Maybe this whole world is bent, but it's waking up, and I'm waking up. Because I can hear the voice of one, he's crying in the wilderness, make ready for the kingdom gum. Don't you want to thank someone for this? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come back soon, come back soon. Amen, let us pray. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you because you are our foundation. We thank you because you have borne all of our grief, all of our sorrows, but also you give us all reasons for thankfulness. And Lord, that alone should give us pause. When we consider the fact that you have taken our sorrow, when we consider the fact that we are never alone to face these sorrows and these struggles and these griefs, but that you have given us Jesus Christ, this causes us to remember, Lord, that you, in your infinite grace and mercy, peace and love you have given us the greatest of reasons for thanks so Lord we ask that you would give us a thankful heart and that we would always and forevermore dwell on the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord and from this let all hope and thanks abound because in him we have been redeemed and this redemption is forever. We thank you, Lord, again. And we thank you for your Son, in whose name we pray. Amen. Please rise as we sing our final hymn, Blessed Assurance.